Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered The Blast. It's a great debate with no definite answer. What's more important, player recruitment or player retention? For me, it has to be recruitment. You've got to have the player first before considering if you want to retain them or not. Recruitment in itself is an art, one I'm not overly familiar with, and I dare say very few understand the complexities involved. Peter O'Sullivan has earned a reputation for being the best in the business. He's the guy that found Greg Inglis, Israel Folau, Latrell Mitchell, Boyd Cordner, Victor Radley, Maddie King, Elise Katoa, and that's just off the top of my head. Pete's now with the Warriors. We caught up with him during the off-season. Thanks for joining us, mate. Recruitment for an NRL club. Where does it start? Uh, thanks for having me, Andy, first off. Where does it start? <clears throat> well, it... I mean, when you go into a club and the club's at a stage, I mean, yeah, there has to be a, um, you know, a, an account balance of where you're at. So basically you've got to take stock, see where you're at and, and go from there. So um, from the bottom through, the, the goal is to have good kids coming through into a well-balanced quality squad. So, um, but your first question can change dramatically to where that squad is at the time. So, um, we started at Melbourne. The squad was imbalanced, uh, with a lot of succession players yep. and we had to go about it and just change the wheel completely. Very similar at the Roosters when I got there. Uh, the Warriors wasn't quite so. Um, it certainly wasn't a balanced squad and it didn't have the correct sort of, infrastructure around the kids coming through, but it wasn't a basket case. But in some stages, you have to take a little uh, one step backwards to go two steps forward. So I I think we've done that. Recruitment, generically, is it about having an eye for talent personally or having an extremely wide web of contacts that you trust or both? Uh, I don't have contacts. No? And I don't trust trust anybody. So... um, it's and again, horses for courses with what club you're doing it. You know, very much of the Roosters and the Storm. Um, I could go to New Zealand, cherry pick, pick one or two kids, and jump on a plane and get out of there and look after those kids well. Yep. Um, when I've come to the Warriors, it's a different kettle of fish. So I needed people on the ground because the you know the the net is so wide. So again, horses for courses. So we have a few people on the ground, but I've cut that back dramatically to people I trust yep. um, who know what I'm looking for. So we get some consistency, continuity of that. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've always been of the belief that it's me and one person I trust completely and that's sort of the model I like. But we've had to go a little bit wider at the Warriors. In the introduction, I mentioned some names. We don't need to go over them. At what age does it start? At what age can you tell if a kid is going to have that it factor or not? You know, well, you can't recruit them till 15, and I believe you can get a good guide at 15 but not definitive guide at 16. To me, it takes clarity. So at 16, it's just they they show up. There's that just uh, that little bit of swagger or special quality about them that shows up. And I thought, you know, of all those players you talked about and, you know, host more that have starred in the NRL, pretty much 16, you know, the – the cream of the crop. With a kid, what are you looking for in particular? Uh, first thing's balance. That's the big one for me. Um, Body balance? Yes. Yep. Yep. 
So, you know, lucky enough to do it a couple of times, just walked to a warm-up and went, wow, I'm going to sign that kid. You know straight yeah, away. Yeah, but it's, it's rare, you know. Yeah. But to me, if they've got balance – and then you got to tick a lot of boxes after that, obviously. But that's the the defining factor in the first one. And you know, my great mentor is a fellow called Max Ninnis at St George, who was my mentor and and Brownie's mentor as well. So that was his first thing. And I know Cyril, old Cyril Connell, mm. the grand old man at the Broncos, a wonderful man. That was uh, his his trade as well. So balance. What's next? Um, as I said, there's, a, there's lots of boxes to tick. You talent, know. obviously. Obviously, talent yeah. and speed and toughness and yep. ability to train and deal with people and skill level. And But I think if you got that balance and, you know, I think, as I said, those people that you talked about before in the in the intro, you know, when you when they walked across the ground, you, you didn't need to even see them run. It's just the way they walk. They hold themselves with a, you know, just a little bit differently to the to the rest of us. How important are the physical attributes of a young bloke when you're trying to project at 16 physically what they're going to look like at 21, 22 years of age? Yeah, again, you know, I've been doing this caper for 20-odd years yeah. now, so, yeah, we're always big on early days of look at the parents, look at the parents, you know, yeah. but that's out the window, yeah. to be honest. So. More scientific, obviously. Yeah. Now. yeah, well, not so much scientific, I just think, you know, just it's it's changed. You know, diets mm. have changed. Kids are bigger. You know, you and then you get the the, the exception. Young Bailey Sirenin's here, and he's not a big fella. You know, mm. but he's he's a footy player. But you look at his old man, who's an absolute giant, and, and his and, brother, and his brother, who's yeah. a really big man. You know, and Bailey Bailey's a smaller man. So I think you just got to again when they're sixteen. I think you can generally tell. You know what what the capabilities are going to be and how big they're going to be. I remember. Aiden Tolman, I remember signing yeah. when he was 15, quality young man, yes. quality young man, and he was stocky, strong, and you know had the same blonde curly hair at 16 and just a workaholic. And I remember meeting his, his father, Mark. Mark was six foot five, and I've just gone, holy hell. Yeah, what, here we go. What have I got here? Yeah. Poor Aiden. Aiden never grew an inch <laughs> after that, not, not a millimetre. He was still the same bloke at you know, 30 that he was at, at 16. So sometimes you just can't tell. Has sports science in 2021 taken over a large chunk of what you do and how you do it? I think probably overseas where the, the money's bigger. I think they probably spend a lot of money on, on the genetics and the testing and all those sorts of things. But we probably don't have, we don't have that money yeah. to spend on it. So it's pretty much by the eye. And then obviously, you know, when you bring a good kid into the system, at 16, the high-performance staff are, are so good at every club now. You know, they just – they get them they get them ready to play, you know. So so it's it's not a matter of sort of doing the testing side of it. It's just more a matter of, you know, honing that when you get them into your system. Really interesting you speak about the sports science, guys. In this day and age, can we find a kid that's tough, plenty of heart, but lacking – basic football skills, can we coach him to become an NRL player? Is is, is that impossible? Uh, I, I sort of go by the, the theory, Andy, that that if they haven't got what we, we talked about earlier, that balance yeah. and, and that, and, you know, they're just tenacious, all that sort of stuff, they've got to be able to have one thing they hang their hat on that they're yeah. unbelievable at that's just better than everybody else, whether it's their 
toughness, you know, you know, so take a Dallas Johnson. who wasn't a naturally skilled player, yeah. but, man, was he tough. You know, Bellyache's favourite player of all time probably. We did a Legend Series interviews with, interview with Craig Bellamy uh, going back a few months now, and he said his introduction to Dallas Johnson was the kid is the toughest bloke I've ever seen. Can't really pass, isn't a great runner. <laughs> his tackling's okay, but he's a special one. Yeah, yeah, no, there's just no doubt about it, you know. So, so that's always whether it's that or whether it's your kicking or something yep. that just, just you can hang your hat on the better than anyone else can do it. So, that's if you haven't got those skills that those that, you know the the top elite players have, you got to hang your hat on something. So, and you got to be damn good at it. Are you trying to find kids before another scout does and before a player manager does? Because the player managers too, to a large degree. They're also out scouting the next generation. Yeah, well, it's preferable. Yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to have a good relationship with with all managers. You know, you know, every club and every person in recruitment would have better relations, relationships with some of the managers than others. That's just human nature. Um, but you've got to have a decent working relationship with all of them. So, so that's, you know, you just got to get across the board, make sure you're breaking bread with people. Staying in contact and and so that that is the case. But obviously, you know, some kids need managers, some kids don't. You know, and obviously, if you get get them first, that's uh, it's it's the way to certainly, you know, bring them into your club and and get them get them ingrained in your in your club and make them want to play for you. For mums and dads, or uncles and aunts, for young kids listening to this, that are on the verge potentially of making a, a decision whether they pursue football or not. What's your advice to an aspiring young athlete? Oh, go for it. Just just do, go your hardest. You know, don't don't neglect your studies, obviously. You know, so there's You're plenty big of time. on that, aren't you? Oh, there's plenty of time, you know, to do studies around footy and yeah. all that sort of stuff, you know, so we've got lots of players here that are doing it. You know, <clears throat> my young bloke, you know, is, you know, doing a Bachelor of Sports you know, degree, you know, over the years. And sometimes it, it obviously takes longer. Yep. You know, we've seen players do law degrees, but obviously, take, again, it takes a little bit longer than what the norm would do. But, you know, but, you know, if, if the footy's in you, you know, have a crack at it, you know. So sometimes there's some reality with it when someone taps you on the shoulder and says, you know, you know, just enjoy your footy, mate, and, you know, go and play Q Cup or you know, with your mates or whatever it is and, you know. Get on with your life. You know, that's it's part of it. Really good insight into recruitment. Love to get you back at some stage. We'll have a chat about retention. We'll also have a look at roster management and succession planning because that in itself is a whole new podcast. Really appreciate the insight, Peter O'Sullivan. Thanks for dropping in on Andy Raymond Unfiltered, mate. My pleasure. Thanks, Andy.